Hey everybody, it's Rev DDT and I give you a howdy <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. It's nice outside, kids are playing next door with a basketball, kind of a little nerve-wracking, but it's okay, I got used to it after a while. And the skateboard, which is even more nerve-wracking because it goes, you know, and still, you get used to it after a while and you just sit and listen to them and turn my TV down. So I was watching TV, I was watching Fast and Furious over here, still on, cool movie. It's that one, you know, where they go down and get Braga, you know, he got to get Braga, man. Let to put him in jail. <laughs> can you hear it? That's about all I can play of it, I think, without getting in any trouble. <laughs> Thinking about running some of my music in the background. But I thought, ah, why do that when you got a TV? You can just turn it on Sirius FM radio and listen to it. Well, we got Dish anyway, and so I could do that. It's cool. I like it. I was listening to some hip-hop earlier. I really like it. Eventually, it'll get in me enough where I can ride it, which would be really cool because that's just another genre that we can uh, reach out into, and, uh, you know, who knows? You never know, man. I uh, saw Post Malone one time on Ridiculousness, and the guy's just smiling the whole time, and I'm thinking to myself, man, that dude's always smiling. What a cool dude, man. Always smiling, always smiling. You know, when he's singing, he's not smiling necessarily, but on his heart, you can see it's written on his heart. His smile's not fake. I heard his story about uh, he used to smoke marijuana, but he doesn't anymore because somebody put some PCP in it one time and gave it to him. And uh, if you've ever taken that stuff, which I have, you don't want to take it. You don't want to take it. It's not, it's not any fun at all. It's, uh, sometimes it can be very scary. Sometimes you're just so numb, you just want to cut yourself. I never cut myself, but I was definitely really close because I was so numb. I felt, felt just so numb on the inside. And I thought, man, I never want to do When I came off of that, I never want to do that ever again. I was uh, 13 or 14 when I did that. that was a long time ago. A lot of years back, and I still haven't used it, and I never will. And I encourage all of you, whoever uses drugs or is listening to this, if you use drugs or even medications, you know, can be drugs. Um, if you take too much of it, you do get drugs from her. You know, don't take, don't take too much of the freaking, uh, of the stuff that's real addictive. And I'll tell you what, where it's really addictive is painkillers, because we get so used to it numbing the pain. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today, was the other side of life. So, like, you're in the groove, right? Don't expect the groove to be, uh... Do not have any spurs in it. Don't expect the groove to not have any upsets. Um, don't expect the groove to not have rough edges or a rough surface because sometimes it does. You know, we don't get in there very often. And when we do, we expect it to be smooth sailing, but it's not smooth sailing necessarily because there's a balance to everything. You stay in the groove too long, your balance gets thrown off out of whack. Because you start, And the reason why is because of the way, the way we think about it. The way we think about when tribulation comes or bad things happen or you know, just uh, even this virus thing, you know, think about that. You know, it's, it's, it's a wake-up call to all of us, you know, uh, to everybody. You know, we waste more than we, than we consume, and when we consume, we waste way more, it seems like. Um, I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever spent time just meditating on time itself and then looking back as a reflection, using that to reflect through your life, um, have you ever noticed that, um, every once in a while you notice that, damn, there's no way I could have done all that stuff unless I lived here longer. There's just no possible way. And, and I've done, a lot, I've done a lot and I'm only 58. By the time I was 30, I had done a lot. By the time I was 20, I had done a lot. By the time, and, was, and everybody goes, oh, he's just an old soul. But that's a good way to water down and write it off without really exploring it. But I explored it. We definitely don't really understand time. And we count it a certain way. But there's other ways to count it, too. And I know I'm talking about time. I was like, what's that got to do with the groove, Daniel? It's got everything to do with it. Patience. That has a lot to do with it, too. Joy has a huge amount to do with it. 
Actually, patients enjoy the two that run neck and neck in the groove. But they also run neck and neck everywhere else, too. When you're in the groove, you get t- you get tested more with patients. The idea of overcoming yourself, your, your ego, in the area of patience, you know, so you don't go panicking, freak out, whatever you're doing, you know, and screw it all up. Because you know, you know how we are when we get a little neurotic and then pretty soon we're like, ah, and we're flaying our arms and everything else, you know. We're on our way screaming it's because somebody's got a snake on their arm. Ah! <laughs> Actually, that happened to my mom, my mom when I was uh, 30, 40, 50, 16, 16 or 17, 17. A buddy of mine gave me a bull snake. The, the bull snake liked me, and I was like, right on, it likes me, man. He goes, yeah, it likes you, it'll never bite you. And I go, I know, it's a trip. It was, if a bull snake likes you, it won't bite you. But I didn't show it any fear, though, either, so you don't do that, too. That's another thing, too, with snakes. Not even rattlesnakes. Just don't go playing with them, you know, because they will bite you and they'll hurt you. But if you just let the snake be the snake, it's not going to bother you as long as you listen to its rattle, right? Okay, the bull snake's a lot less or more aggressive than a rattlesnake is, but still. You know, but uh, there's people that run. I had a buddy of mine run over three cars before he turned around, stopped and turned around and said, Don't bring that snake around me, man. <laughs> he just flayed his arm, ran over the top of three cars. I'm not kidding you. Like, that fast. It was like, I got to snap my finger. Uh, there it is, kind of a quiet snap. That's it. Got a messed up middle finger on my right hand. Flipped too many people off, I guess, or something over the years. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually got a real bad infection in it from rust. And uh, I almost said I'd have it amputated, but they didn't amputate it. They just fixed it. So anyway, back to the story. Meanwhile, back at the rounds. Tonto, not knowing that Lone Ranger had disguised himself as a pool table, he racked his balls. Oh, 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 explicit. I better put explicit on this one. <laughs> explicit language on this one, particular one. No, man. Kids hear all that stuff on TV all the time. I, I watch TV quite a bit, and I hear a lot. They, if they're watching TV, they're hearing it. If they're watching any of our shows, they're hearing it. If they're watching any of the Fast and Furious, they heard something about it. And if they watch Ridiculousness even once, they heard it, because they made their money off of people kicking people in the balls. <laughs> men kicking men in the balls. And I'm not kidding you, they did. And it's the craziest thing. I, I don't like that. It, it hurts. Uh, don't kick me in the balls. <laughs> There's a TV show about that, being kicked in the balls. I'm still talking about the same subject, by the way. You might not have caught that yet, but I am. Talking about edges and grooves in life. Somebody runs up, kicks a guy right in the nest, doesn't even know him. They're filming it on TV. So the guy gets up and he starts to swing at the guy and he's chasing him down and everything. Actually, it was a clown that was doing it, which is where I got my idea for Krakatoa Johnson, the, the exploding clown, which I'll tell that story one of these days. It's uh, work, it's, it's still being worked out a little bit, but uh, I've got it pretty much nailed down now. And uh, But anyway, so this guy on the Internet, you find kick just type in kicked balls, kicked in the balls. Actually, kicked in the balls, that's a better one. Kick the balls. The one that's the clown, watch it. It's a British TV show. This clown runs around, kicks people in the balls, and they film it, and they put it on TV. Okay? <laughs> now, I know. It's it's not until the clown points at the camera and says, there's a camera over there. There's a camera over there. There's a camera right there. And the guy turns around and looks at it and goes, oh, hey. And he's all happy. But before, he was angry. He's upset. He was frustrated. He's hitting those grooves that sound in the groove. He's hitting those uh, spurs that sound in the groove. The groove's not always going to be like smooth sailing, but it's going to be sailing. But know this, there's a balance to everything. So don't stay in the groove too long. Get out of the groove a little bit because you need that part of life too. We have to have that part of life in order to learn how to get in the groove and stay in the groove without worrying about all those spurs hitting us because the spurs is just a point of fear. It's a point of, um, it's a point of, of unrelaxed tension. <laughs> More, more so, it's just a pair of area where a patience is being tested. But patience has to be tested. 
it's not tested in the sense that you're taking a test in school. If I don't pass this test, I'm going to fail. No, it's not that because you're not failing the test. Even if you think you're failing it, you're not. Even if you didn't pass it that time, you still did the test. You've stepped up to bat already. That's where you win at. You don't win when you... Okay, let me, let me put it this way. Here's the other side of that. When you're down and out and you give up, you lose. That's the other side of that. Are you catching my drift? So stay in it. Persevere. Perseverance, man. I was thinking about that word. Um, you know, think about this. Though. In terms of your heart, set your heart intention on persevering. That's one thing. I put joy at the top because joy is what this world is missing the most. If you look around, and you know what? Joy is hope, too, as well. Hey, uh, well, well, they're connected. <laughs> they're directly connected. Work on joy, you'll have hope. Work on hope, not necessarily have joy. It'll be fleeting because you're working on hope. But if you work on joy, see, joy is the bottom. It's, it's in the pit. It's down in there where... Where we're, we're part of us is made, where we're made up, the very first first things that God made us with, you want to put it that way, put God's hands made us with these things, one of the first things he made us with, when he, his intention that he set in us, is that we would be vessels full of joy. Not just joy, but peace and love, and, and happiness is, 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 a, is a product of joy. So if you look at yourself and you say, God, I'm not happy about anything, well, are you crabbing a lot, are you jumping in people's cases, I'm kind of limping and walking across the room at the same time so I get to this list I have on the wall. It's a good list. Put these things in front of you so you see them. That would be wisdom in action. Or knowledge in action, which is wisdom. Joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, gentleness, goodness, temperance. But all, it all holds together with temperance. But it starts with joy. Because if you're in a place where you're trying to work on your temperance, you got no joy, guess what you're going to do? Fail. You're going to perceive it as a failure. You won't fail, but you'll, you might stay there a long time. If you stay there a long time, you're in a state of becoming a failure. And if you give up, then you're a failure. See what I'm saying? So stay in the state. Even don't give up, no matter what. Keep going. Keep doing it. Keep working on it. Keep, you've, got, you've got a picture. you got a visual picture of something in your, in your heart. And you bring it forth. And you think, oh, I'm going to bring this forth. And you're going to get hit. You get into the groove and you still get hit. You see, get knocked out of the rails. Or knocked out of the groove, anyway. Put it on rails. You can put it on rails and say the same thing. It's saying the same thing. Think about that, though. You need that joy to be, to be abounding. Not just built up, but abounding. And was, in other words, it's like this. It's coming out of you, and it's affecting those around you. Okay, how's that happen? You're less crabby. You're smiling all the time. Somebody walks up and says, why are you smiling all the time? Are you stoned or something? No, you giggle a little bit more. You laugh a lot. You, you, you will watch a program on TV and you think, but here's the thing, though. You're not laughing just at stuff on TV or, or your friends or anything, but when bad things happen to you, laugh it off. Take the lighter side of it, and it'll start abounding. And when it does, people take notice of it. That's how you know it's abounding, because they're taking notice of it. It's, it's coming back to you. You want that. You want to keep it like that. You keep it like that, you're going to have a lot less burrs and a lot less spurs down in the groove. Because they'll be there, but you just kind of start gliding over the top of them. Because you kind of want to float out of them a little bit. You get above, okay, look, here's a, here's a way to explain it. Right about, out of our body, we, we, we glow. We have layers to us. Uh, people call them auras or whatever, I just call them layers. Okay, the first layer is about, goes out. So put your finger on your, say on your uh, your sternum. On your coccyx there, or whatever that's called, down there at the bottom of your sternum, right? Where it's covering your diaphragm. Put your finger on that part, okay? Now, lift it up. Away from your body, about two inches. Oh, you know what you can use? It's actually pretty easy to use. Just put your fingers, curl your other fingers down. And when you lift up your index finger above that, you'll see the second finger. And you go with the second knuckle on the second finger. About that high. About an inch and a half. And then all that's the first layer all the way down around your body. About an inch and a half. Okay? It's like that. You lift up about an inch and a half and you glide over the top of those things. 
that's where you want to be at. You'll still be, you'll still be, you'll still have them. But what you want to do is you want to capture, capture the point and and hold it and exercise that point a lot. When you get frustrated, don't give into it. Don't give into it. Don't. Give, it wants you to give into it because you're giving up basically when you're in that place. And that's what that's what you're trying to achieve. You're trying to accomplish that so you can stay in a place, a place where. I don't know, some people call it nirvana. I, I call it just a place of quietness within. A place of peace. A sustained, though. It's sustained. And the, and the steps to get there, joy is one of those steps. There's, a, there's pa- exercising patience. But the biggest one is to exercise it with joy. You have patience and you have joy. And you have them both for a reason. You're created with them. They're one of the first fruits that were given to us as we're being created. God, we breathe into us. One of his intentions for us is to be filled with joy. You know, I, heard, I read the last, rest of it. You can be in love with somebody, and you can also love somebody without having any joy. And I know because I have friends of mine, and I've been in this state too. Suicidal friends. People that are suicidal. I a network of people that are suicidal because I was suicidal. and plugged in this network and started working on some stuff and, and, and give, asking ideas about it, you know, and asking their inputs about it, and we became friends. So we became a network of friends. And all the suicidal people that I know are lacking the very same thing, and it's hope, and hope and joy are connected. And they said the reason why they're lacking is because they just find no joy in the world. They find no joy in their lives. Well, they do now. We all do. Um, I don't know who found it first because they're all more brilliant than I am. But, man, I'll tell you what. When I found it, it was important. I realized I didn't have it. Part of it had to do with the way I was looking at myself. I looked at myself by the labels that people put on me when I was a teenager. You know, when I was going through my screw-up phase. You know, when I was going through my wild, you know, rebellion stage like all of us do as teenagers. You know, remember back when you were a teenager? Come on, you know that. You know that song at the intro of the God Talks? It's about being a teenager. Actually, is that the one? Is it? Yes, that's the one about being a teenager. You know, uh, it goes on that. There's there's other songs that I wrote about being a teenager and, and some of the stuff you have to go through as a teenager. But uh, in that song, it says, you know, I'm talking to the adults, and I said, why? You you went through this too, right? Well, think about it. Think about it. You did. And there was some crazy stuff that went on. Sometimes some of us didn't have such crazy stuff. But most of us, hey man, you live in America on this planet <laughs> during the ages I grew up. You had some crazy shit going on, baby. And it was going on. It was always going on. It seemed like it was like, oh my God, when is this going to get out? You didn't have just that, but you had your best girl and your teacher coming down on your guys and your parents coming down on your case. You know why Motley Crue wrote the song, uh, what is that, Shout at the Devil? It was about parents. <laughs> yeah. Vince said, well, shout the devil, whatever it is, that's just, just angsting against you. And he said, your parents even. Heard it in an interview. He was uh, doing an interview for somebody that heard it. And I was like, yeah, he's right, though, you know. It's not really the devil. shouting him, too, because it's angst that comes against you. That's what comes against you. you got to capture that, man, because you don't want to be in a place of frustration. The only way to overcome that is to, is to give into it, into it in the way that you would give into it if you're sacrificing yourself for a friend. Exactly. You have to make it that intimate. If you don't, you're not serious. Everything comes down to intimacy when it comes down to that. When it comes down to everything, it does. I mean, think about it. We drive our cars. When we first get a car, we're not very intimate with it, right? We don't really understand it. You know, some of us never really understand it at all. Some of us that are sitting out there listening to this broadcast and are out in the field or in another country, because there are people, hey, all right, I want to welcome, I thank you, hey, Finland and Italy, and I'm going to go through the demographics, and I'll get you guys all down all the rest of you next, but thanks for listening in on this broadcast, because I really appreciate it. Yeah! We got around the world. Woo-hoo. There's other countries, too, that listen to this broadcast. That's really cool. I hope more of you listen to you because I'm having a blast doing it. It is, it is absolutely a blast. And I welcome you all. Everybody can listen to this broadcast. Anybody can. This is the Rev DDT Universal Broadcast. Please stay tuned. No, I'm not done yet. <laughs> anyway, um, 
So if we're rocking down, right, we're talking about overcoming our, our, our angsts that we have, you know, especially in the area where we're testing in our patients. It's not really necessarily a test, like I said. It's more of a, it's more of an observation. And we say it's being tested, but that's not the right way to look at it because when you say that, then you're being tested. You have to look at It's the way we look at things a lot of times that will determine what value they have in the area that they're working. And their value could be either great or less. You know, so you're looking at this, this value point and you're going, okay, how do I how do I ease up on this so it's less? Because if I, if I keep pushing against it, it's like I push against it and it amplifies. And it's actually what it is doing, you know. Uh, part of it has to do with our attention, but also has to do with our, also, that also has to do with our non-attention too as well. We have to set our, set our hearts in a position where we're just not going to let it ha affect us in any way. Sometimes being silent in every occasion is actually better than actually not being silent in every occasion. Because a lot of times when we open our mouth up, we say the wrong thing. But that intention or that thought's already already developed in our hearts before we let it out of our mouth. Even Jesus talked about that. He said, he said man, the, the issue is not, the, uh, not what's going on outside. It's what's going on in the heart of a person. God judges the heart of a person. He doesn't judge the outward appearance. That's in Samuel. He was quoting Samuel when he said that. And Samuel the prophet. And he said the same thing, man. God don't look at the outward appearance of a man. He looks at the heart. He's looking at the heart. He's looking for teachable hearts. He's looking for hearts that are, that, are, that, are, that are like, yes, I'm ready to do this. A willing heart. And that, you have to use that aspect, too, with everything that you're trying to accomplish in life. You have to give yourself to, as a willing heart. How did you get your job? Did you sell yourself when you went there to go get your job? That's the best tactic you could ever use, just like a salesman. You're now the product that you're selling when you go get a job. If, you, if you're having a hard time struggling to get a job, just go in there and, and just redo this. Reset your heart on joy and sell yourself to that person. As if you're selling them a car. I'm not kidding you. Or something bigger, a house. You need to make the sale because you need the profits, right? You're going to go, go sell a house. And I'm still talking about the same thing, people, if you don't get this. <laughs> it's still the same thing. Just a lot of different examples we could use in life, man. Life's so full of examples, it's crazy. If we look around us, open our eyes, if we look around us, we'll see them all. Well, not all of them, but all the ones we need to see. That's what I mean when I say all. Each is own. Because each, each person has its own deficit, its own, own strengths, own weaknesses. We all do. You know, one of my weaknesses, oh man, you know, there's a lot of weaknesses I have. I'll tell you what, I have a, I have a, I have a weakness for, for freaking fast cars, fast bikes. That's one of them. And so I don't drive a fast car. <laughs> I don't have a fast bike. I don't even have a bike anymore. I would have killed myself if I kept going on a motorcycle. I probably wouldn't now because I've grown now, you know, where I'm, I'm more mellow than I was when I was younger. And I thought I was mellow when I was younger, so... You know, if you get around me and you think, God, you're not very mellow, just think, this guy was younger once, too. <laughs> you know? uh, I twisted my ankle a couple of nights ago when I got up out of bed to go to the bathroom. I got stepped wrong. I got a weak right ankle from injuries to it. A few injuries. One was jumping off a chain link fence that was really tall, about 15. I think it was about 12 feet. Dale said it was 15, but I don't think it was 15. I think it was about 12, but I landed in a ditch, and I landed on the wrong side of the ditch with my... On the inside of the left side of the ditch, with my right ankle, and it just it fell in uh, uh, to the outside and just twisted the crap out of it, almost broke it. Then again, again, I hit a pothole, was walking, actually was marching, I was in the military at the time, I was a base, and um, I was marching, and I got injured pretty bad on that one, because it was a second injury on that ankle, I almost broke it. And uh, so, you know, I got I had to go out of training, because I couldn't finish training. But I did a boot camp, I had a gas mask on, I had BDUs on, Guy in front of me didn't miss, didn't hit the pothole. Nothing, but nobody in front of me hit it. They missed it, but I hit it on the left-hand side of the pothole on the inside with my right ankle again. 
too, man. It wiped me out, man. Took me right out of training. This shit sucked. This ankle is always giving me problems. It's had a ripped tear in it at one time. And tore up and bound up on the backside of my leg and got healed. I know he's going to heal this one because he healed my other one. My other one was messed up too. After training, I messed it up again on the motorcycle. Messed it up again on freaking, I just messed it up different times. You know, and uh, eventually, bam, it feels like there's a steel cage around that ankle. Eventually, it'll happen around this one too. But I got to give him time. That's where we're exercising. Especially, I'm still talking about the same thing. Don't you get it? Those rough edges. We go through stuff in life. So anyway, the other night, I twisted it once, got up, twisted it again. So it's like really messed up. It's huge, swollen, and black and blue. And it's not broke. It's just twisted really bad. So, you know, I got to go through the whole rigmarole of, uh, you know, taking care of it while I'm while I'm using it when I, when I can use it because I can barely use it right now, but I can get it where I can use it. And uh, the only way to get through this is to walk it off. And you just got to keep walking it off. Eventually, as you keep walking, it'll come to you. The healing will just happen. Some people say, well, it's not God. Well, I, I choose to believe it is. You can believe whatever you want. I don't care. But the healing happens. We say by miracle... Sometimes it's our body just kicking in and working on it. Because my body's got, our bodies have some powerful healing aspects to it. But I'll tell you something. If it's not for if it wasn't for joy, we wouldn't heal at all. We'd be miserable wrecks and you can't get healed that way. Even God gave us an example with the children of Israel back in the desert. And they walked through the desert. It was only a four-day trip across that desert. Believe me. I know. I checked it out. I mapped it. It's four days. It's four days across that desert. That's it. It took them 30 years to get to where they were at. And he wiped out that first generation because all they did was complain the whole time. Complain about it. He was doing miracles. He said, I did miracles among you. I, I took care of your teeth. Your shoes didn't wear out. Blah, and he just goes out, you know, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. Gave you food all the time. And, every, all, and they still complained the whole time. He said, there was too much of Egypt in you. Egypt's like the, and what he's saying is there's too much of, of the old nature in you. There's too much of our ego at stake here, are, are running things right now. That's that old nature. We, what we need to do is we need to let go of that because, you know, the comfort's here. The groove is here. We're in it already. We just keep getting, getting railed out of it. We keep getting out of the groove. And we keep getting out of it for the wrong reasons. We've got to get out of it for the right reasons. When you take your exit, you want to be in a place where you have patient mastered. And patience, and it's not very, it's not very easy. It's not very easy. But you have to master t just once at least. Get it mastered. That, man, what I mean by mastered is you know the, you know the pathway or the patterns. That you, that, that you see the patterns or you see the, 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 the entrance to the outdoor, you know, you see the what's you see that entrance into the outdoor, and you take that. When you see that entrance, you might pass it once, you might pass it twice. This is with anything, but when you do, once you want to make it yours, so that you can get back to that same place again real fast. And when you can get back to it real fast, you've got it. Then you can step in and out at will. You know, it doesn't matter when or when. And I'm talking, you know, you know what I'm saying. You want to get in and out of it, but you want to get out of it at the right time. You want to get out of it at the right time. You want to get in it at the right time too. And that's where you, what you're learning. You're learning how to get that groove and stay in that groove and how to get out of that groove and stay out of that groove at the same time. Because really what we're talking about, what I'm talking about here in the bigger picture is there's good and bad, right? It's going on right now, right? All around us all the time. I mean, and the bad gets down, downright dirty and nasty evil. And the good gets downright dirty, uh, not dirty, but clean. I don't know how you'd say it. The good gets really good. I mean, really good. Like, oh, like cherry cheesecake or strawberry cheesecake good. Mmm. Or like a blue bunny cheesecake ice cream. Cherry cheesecake ice cream. It's good for you. Get it? You'll love it. Mmm. <laughs> That's some good ice cream there. Yeah, I'm not afraid to eat ice cream. I like ice cream a lot. It's good stuff, man. It's my favorite candy, I think, really. Except to me, it's not candy, though. It's yummy. <laughs> Candy's like, mmm, okay. Mm. Ice cream's like, ah. Oh, baby, especially when my throat's so sore and it feels so good.
Man, I love ice cream. And Blue Bunny is really good ice cream. So I'm pit, giving a punch to Blue Bunny ice cream. You guys get some Blue Bunny ice cream. You'll love it. It's real creamy. And I know if you ladies are listening to this broadcast, I know you'll love it. Cream is great. Chocolate is incredible. And Blue Bunny ice cream is yummy. <laughs> anyway, so just some tips on, on, you know, really what you want to really work on. You want to, if you want to set yourself to work on patience, believe me, you'll have a lot of opportunity to be patient, and you'll probably go, why in the hell is all this crap? Uh, one comes in threes, comes in fours, whatever, you know, and you're going, ah, 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 you just want to tear everything apart, and you're all screaming at yourself, and you're like, okay, first off, don't hate yourself, because you're not supposed to do that. If you hate yourself, that's one of the labels that was put on me, and I did for a long time, and I had a miserable life. So get out of that one. Get into a place of joy. Just find whatever joy you can find to get there. Anything will work that makes you joyful, okay? And I don't mean happy, <laughs> happy or giddy or, <laughs> you know, I don't mean that. I mean, what I mean is this. I mean, you're in a place where well springs up within you and you just feel so good about everything. You feel like, you know what, it doesn't matter what trial I go through, I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome because I'm an overcomer. Because I'm not giving up. If you're not giving up, remember what I said, you're already in that place. Guess what, it's time to, be, it's time to bug out, man. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. Did it, did it. Yahoo! Rev DDT, Universal Broadcast, broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. <laughs> I like it over too. Peace out, baby. Bye bye.